Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with director and performer Yoshi Kawasaki. At Adult Site Broker, we're proud to announce our latest project, thewaronporn.com. You'll find articles from industry websites, as well as mainstream publications from around the world. It's designed to raise awareness of our industry's plight in the war on porn and the numerous attacks on our industry and online free speech by hate groups, the religious right, and politicians. You'll find all that and more at thewaronporn.com. You've probably noticed our new podcast site at adultsitebroker.com. It has a more modern look with easier navigation and more information on our guests, including their social media links. For more, go to adultsitebrokertalk.com. And we've doubled our affiliate payouts on ASB Cash. Now, when you refer sellers or buyers to us, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale an innovative marketing agency that specializes in managing the top 0.01% OnlyFans profiles in the world. It's just under a year old, but is growing very rapidly. They fully manage creators' workflow from promotion to monetization. They've developed an internal CRM that empowers the sales management, marketing, automation, and analytics. This is one of the most relevant advantages of the agency that allows it to drive in-target traffic to profiles and monetize them. The company is already doing over 2 million euros in annual revenue from just over 20 creators. They have a database of over 1 million contacts and 600,000 unique user accounts. This is an outstanding opportunity for anyone to enter the world of OnlyFans management and immediately become one of the top agencies in the world, along with its software, processes, and know-how, which will allow you to bring models up to three times their initial gross monthly revenue. Or, established agencies can acquire the company and expand their business. Only 2.59 million euros. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is performer Yoshi Kawasaki. Yoshi, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk and Konnichiwa from Thailand. Hello and Konnichiwa from Tokyo. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Now, Yoshi is a porn director and Japanese XXX adult entertainer. He's a self-proclaimed cock-hungry whore. Born in Japan from a young age, Yoshi had a big interest in fetish and reading erotic magazines. Once he started watching porn, his dream was to become a porn actor. That's when he started developing the fantasy of being used and abused by men as if he was just a piece of meat. In 2011, 
He went to live abroad for the first time. His first stop was in Redondo Beach, California. Not a bad first stop. Love that place. There, while he studied English and also learned the taste of men of other races for the first time. In 2013, Yoshi moved to London, where he had his debut in porn with UK hot jocks. At the same time, he started exploring the world of fetish. And he came back to Japan during the pandemic in 2020. He created his own porn production company, Yoshi Kawasaki xxx.com with help from Z-Bucks. He's won several awards since he launched his website, the 21 Grabby Award and the 22 Raven Award, both for Best Fetish Porn Actor and the 2023 X Award for Fetish Porn Actor of the Year. The website is about Asian meets fetish, which is very underrepresented in Western countries. You can find fetish you didn't know about Browsing through his website from fisting, water sports. No, we're not talking about water skiing. Cum dump, shibari, male pregnancy, wet and messy, and many more. I used that joke the other day with your friend Axel. So um, (laughs) (laughs) he's talking about water sports. I'm saying, I got to say that. So um, we know what that is. So Yoshi, you're from Japan. How was it growing up there, and did you find the society a bit conservative, considering your lifestyle and interests? Uh, pretty much. I guess, like many Japanese people, can relate to like how I grew up. Like my family ran a kimono business, very traditional. Oh wow! Yeah, so they are very like man has to be the the center of the family has to you know raise children and support the whole family and stuff. So it was so much pressure that my father was giving us. And my mother, my mother was like a little bit different in a way because she was very strong. She raised four kids, four men. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. And basically in Japanese, you know, in a Japanese family, it's like, a, wait, like four boys plus like father and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like six boys in the family. Wow! It, it and while she was working, and she raised like you know six boys basically, cooking for all of us. I can't possibly imagine what she has to go through, being bullied by her mother-in-law. Oh, jeez! <laughs> fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I know a little bit about that, although fortunately, her and I can't communicate, thank God. So how did they take to the whole idea of your coming out in the first place? Actually, I came, I came out as gay last year at age of 31. So you had actually done porn and you hadn't come out to them? No, because... Holy shit. <laughs> why would I? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess. I guess they're not not likely to see it, right? No, no. That's why I actually went to UK to film porn because I don't want my parents to find out that I did porn. Because if, if I you know, search in Japanese, they might find it. Luckily, they didn't. You know, they don't speak English like at all. So I was like, if I go to another place where they don't speak the language. I think I can do this. Oh, jeez. So do they even know to this day you do porn? Uh, no. No, <laughs> not, not yet. I'm going to just tell to my dad on, uh, his, like on his deathbed. I was like, I, like, I have to Oh, jeez. So Maybe better not. Maybe best not. <laughs> I don't want to be the reason I killed him. But 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you tell him, it very well could. I it know it very could be well could. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I won't do though. Well, you know, the thing is, though, if they don't need to know it, it's probably to your benefit not to tell them and to their benefit. Honestly, yes. Like just coming out as gay, they were like, they were like, who is it? They were like, they found my, you know, gay magazine and gay uh, DVDs and stuff. So they were aware, but they just didn't want to talk about it. Never face the issue. That's very like Japanese mentality. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like they, but they are cool. They they are okay with it. Like okay, I like I'm not gonna disown you. Well, you're not the only gay person in Japan, certainly. Exactly. So they, I think they had uh, some exposure to LGBTQ community, like not actually dealing with them, but like on media. So I think that kind of broadened their horizon. Like border, so like, like, lucky for me. So, how did you come up with that great stage name, Yoshi Kawasaki? Okay, first of all, when I I went to the states to study English, there I was like frequently asked, you know, like, are you Chinese? Are you Chinese? I was like, no. Uh, being in Japan for twenty years, I didn't hit me that all Asian look the same. Okay, not the same. I like. I can say this. I'm joking. Two Americans. <laughs> yeah. Not like, to me anymore because I live in Asia. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like it's like very like uh, it, it's difficult. Even difficult for me sometimes. Like, are you Chinese or Korean? Oh, you're Japanese. Sorry. And I just, so I wanted to come across as a Japanese. I I wanted people to know that I'm Japanese. So I picked my first name Yoshi. Yoshi is from Mario, like Nintendo. <laughs> and Kawasaki from uh, shit. I don't. I don't drive motorbike. <laughs> Maybe it's from motorbike, <laughs> Japanese company. Kawasaki. That's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> but, so I was like in like half mind is a Toyota or Kawasaki, but Toyota is too family friendly. Yeah, I think Kawasaki is better. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think you did very well, and and certainly they can't uh, think you're Chinese when they hear Yoshi Kawasaki. Well, they still do. They start with like Nihao. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> as long as they subscribe to the website, who cares, right? You know what? That's true. <laughs> that is true. Just pay you money. What kind of men do you like? So before getting out of Japan, I was only into Asian because I didn't know any other race. Like I didn't know about it because like I'm, I now live in Tokyo, but I don't. I lived in like a suburban area. It's very, honestly, 99% of population there is Japanese. So but I didn't know about any other race. Well, you hadn't experienced them. No, I haven't like been ex- exposed to them. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But now I'm like, honestly, as long as they have fist, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you are amputated. I'm fine. Like, you know what? You can still fist me. Oh, that's funny. You and you and Axel certainly have a lot in common that way. Oh, he taught me very well. Oh, he was your teacher. Okay. Yes. And I know he's, he's your neighbor too, right? <laughs> he is like, he is like five minutes walk away from here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice to have a close friend in the industry. Yeah. It's, it's very helpful. Like he, he, and he's one of the nicest person I have ever met. 
So I, I enjoyed my interview with him immensely, despite fidgeting in my chair a little bit when I heard about <laughs> the, the fine details about fisting. Well, you know where I was going with that. So oh. yeah, being, being a 65-year-old <laughs> white straight male, yeah, that was just kind of like, uh, okay. All right. So, what, look, nothing surprises me anymore. And I, I, one thing I learned a long time ago about adult, don't judge. So why did you get into porn in the first place? So I was like, I was obsessed with erotic manga, which means comics, like erotic comics called Gengoro Tagame, which is a, like a manga author. And he draws very gory some, some kind of gory BDSM or some, like sometimes just like pulling out the teeth so that, you, you know, you know, this guy can suck better. It's a kind of very gory and some kind of, obviously there's fisting scene in there. I was obsessed with it growing up. Like somehow my young brain went, I want to do this and I want to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be seen. So that first what interested me in porn. So tell us the story of how you got into porn. Well, I went to the States to study English for nine months. Then I came back to Japan. I went to UK thinking, well, kind of planning that I want to get into porn industry. And um, I applied to several porn studios there because like there was Twitter back then, but uh, the only fans, just for fans, didn't exist 10 years ago. That was the only way I knew that I could get into porn industry. And later turned out that there was many other ways. But like, the, I, so that was the only way. Like UK Hot Jokes kindly accepted me. Like they never had like Asian porn actor on, on their website. Mm -hmm. Nice. So yeah, I, I, I was lucky. And then like I started getting like, uh, offers and then that's how I started. Must have been flattering to be their first Asian artist. Yes. And also nerve wracking because I like, as if I have done porn, you know, in Japan, like if I had the experience, I'd be like, okay, I, I know how to do this. But back then I had no idea. I didn't even know how to douche properly. And I just, I just did it because that's what I wanted. Yeah. So why did you start your porn career in the UK and not in Japan or the US where you studied? Well, first of all, I didn't speak the goddamn language. So I was like, hello, my name, <laughs> my name is Yoshi. That's, <laughs> that's as far as I could go. Cause I didn't study, I didn't study English at all. Like I, okay, I did in a school, but I didn't. Hey man, that's more than the Thai I know. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, like after surviving the stage, I got, gained some confidence. I was like, I can do this. And then actually when I went to the UK, I was like, I didn't understand what they are, talk they, they are saying because, you know, different accent. So I was like, oh my God, I have to start yeah, I don't either. again. <laughs> Half the time, I don't know what they're saying. And I go like, can you speak English, please? <laughs> but it, like eventually my, my ear tuned in. And I, I started a bit, well, as I explained, I did it because I didn't want my parents to find out. So English it is. Yeah, I understand. What kind of porn do you make on your website and how is it different from what else is out there? 
I make fetish porn, like generally speaking. It's very niche market, but it's like smaller market and not many agents are doing fetish porn porn. Okay, that's not true because agents are very fetishy, but they just don't show their faces. And I do fisting, I do water sports. Well, I mean, you, you listed earlier. So like those things, people fantasize about it, but they just like, it, it takes a lot of time. Sometimes, for instance, uh, wet and messy. Have you heard of wet and messy, right? I've heard of it. I can't say I've seen it. Okay, but wet and messy, like you just cover yourself with gunge or some kind of slimy stuff, cut sometimes with colors. And it takes a lot of time to prepare. And also like aftercare is a lot of work. So it's just like, if you are really, really interested, you do it, but like you're too lazy, like, I don't want to say lazy, but like, cause it's, it can be very time consuming. Some people just watch it to, you know, get off. Man, it's all good. That's what this is all about, right? I, I hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, like it, it's just like a Asian meets fetish. That's what I'm trying to sell to the Western countries. That's good. That's good. What's your favorite scene that you've made so far and why? Okay. Okay. So I have made quite a few videos, but. Like my favorite would be the one I released this January, like January, 2023 that actually came out on my birthday, January 6th. Like I didn't plan it, but it just happened to be released on my birthday. And also that was my website's 100th video. It was just perfect. Honestly, universe was telling me like, you do it, girl, you do it. <laughs> just, it was so good. Um, so the, the video was about me giving a birth to a baby, like silicone baby. And I had Axel, Axel Abyss as a sergeant. And I had a Japanese mistress called Hinako and she was a nurse and she had, she has this beautiful studio that has all the like medical equipment. Hmm. So I filmed basically childbirth thing that honestly i that was my long term like sexual fun one of my like biggest sexual fantasies really yes and people okay gay people they want to give up birth like okay bottoms i think it's a, a huge fetish in manga genre it's called mpreg male pregnancy like i got so much feedback like they were so turned on and they wanted to have like a proper video like this, but they, it has never been done before. So I was like, I don't know, it, it made it like instant, uh, like my like favorite. Very good. Yeah. That's kind of my fantasy too. Cause I want to get rich. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, yes. <laughs> no, cause I want to get rich. That's why it's my fantasy, you know, a man having a baby. So <laughs> what are your, that's an old joke. So what are some fetishes you haven't done yet, but you want to explore? I have tried cat and I know I don't, I, I didn't like it then, but who, who knows in the future, I might get into it. 
is I just cannot get get over the the smell. Like I'm not king shaming. If you know, if you you know, if you like it, honestly, look like look your ball, live your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people should do what they want to do. You're based in Tokyo. Uh, do you plan to stay there? And are there any plans to travel and produce porn in other countries? I would love to go to, well, go back to Europe and actually live there, but the visa really doesn't allow me to, unless I get a student visa or like proper work visa. Work visa, I'm not sure if I can because I'm not really qualified. But as a student, I don't want to. I don't want to study again. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'll just. I'll just trouble. I'll just Makes trouble. two of us. <laughs> but I would love to. I would love to go to the states as well because I had a chance to go to for some street fair when I was living in Switzerland. But I. But back then I was like big old crackhead. I was like fully addicted to crack. So oh, <laughs> I know. I I was like really like I I couldn't live without it. Like that's how I felt anyway. How did you uh how did you get off of it? Um I just how did I do it? Like living in Japan sobered me up. <laughs> Cuz like even like the poppers are illegal in here. So yeah. Well, that's that's good you got off it. At least you're alive to talk to me. But um so yeah, I had a Chance to go to the Fossil Street Fair in San Francisco, but they found I arrived at the San Francisco airport, and they like it was like a random check, like random luggage check, and oh, they checked my bag. And you I, didn't. I, I, I did. Oh no! <laughs> yes, I did. I, what I didn't, happened? Okay, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bring. I didn't mean to bring it. But but, but what happened? Get me out. Get me out. <laughs> Let me make an excuse. They found like a little little plastic bag, and it's got a little not residue, but uh, like uh, powders of crystal meth. And I I had no idea I packed it. Like I as in because I because it was like a, it wasn't enough to use it. So it was but it was like empty. But they still found the you know like a little powders. I was like, oh my god. What did they do? <laughs> they just like they just kept me. Uh, at the airport for 24 hours and they just like you can't come to the states anymore you can't you can't like you can't use like you can't come to the states using online visa so like for good oh man that sucks that really sucks to be fair i had it coming like I, I, I deserve that well if you hey if you carry drugs yeah you definitely had it coming yeah yeah by my defense it was empty. <laughs> yeah, well, understood. <laughs> On to brighter subjects. Who do you want to work with in the future? Okay, so there's one porn actor. I, I, like, I don't have to work with, like, I just want to meet them. Like, Jesse Cowter. I don't know if you are aware. Like, you know, Heard of, yes. Yeah, Jesse Cowter. He basically watched, watched his porn, like, so many times. And, like, like the way he bottoms... It's just like so sexy. It's like, oh wow, oh wow. Like to be honest, I haven't really checked his like what he does now. I don't know, like five years back or something. Like he was doing many porn like with studios. But yeah, uh, I would like to work with him. I want to work with 
uh, Rocco Steel. I almost had a chance to um, perform with him in Darkland in Antwerp, which is a very like one of the biggest LGBT fetish event in Antwerp. Like we were supposed to perform, but he couldn't come, so I performed instead with uh, Ray Diesel. He, he's a he's a great person. I, I performed with him three times, like while I was there. But yeah, Rocco um, Steel and Cut Cutla uh, X. I actually met him in Antwerp when I was like there for Darklands, and I actually get fucked. But I would love to film with him like again. It would be so nice. That's fantastic. Who do you admire besides the people who you? want to film with and you have filmed with who do you admire in gay porn um honestly i admire axel abyss like my friend he's my friend but he taught me so much about how to make porn like he taught me how to use like premiere pro how to like what kind of camera you should have what kind of camera like a lens you should you should use for like different occasions um, he's a friend, but he, he knows so much about like human anatomy and he's, he's an expert when it comes to fisting. He is like, cause he is a pure pig. He loves what he does and he is so unapologetic about it. That's what, that's how, like, that's why I, I admire him so much. Who have you worked with that you really enjoyed and that you plan to work with them again? Um, I worked with Victor Lom. Victor Lom is, uh, God, where is he from? Venezuelan? Venezuelan porn actor. Like, he's a, like, very, like, hard fucker. Like, he fucks really hard. And he's got a great day. But he, like, outside, off camera, he is the sweetest person. It, he is just so caring and nurturing. I, I, I really enjoy his company. And like on camera, he's like a Ross, like a Buddha or something like that. It's just like, it's like <laughs> a 180. And um, who else I have worked with? It? Um, obviously, Axel. I, I love Axel. I, I love working with Axel. Oh, like what? This, this one porn actor I really enjoyed working with called John Brachari. I don't know how I'm pronouncing his name right, but John Brachari, he's a Brazilian porn actor who lives in Spain, Madrid or something. He, he is very, um, he, he's very like sweet and he's, he's got like skills. <laughs> I mean, how do you, do you prefer directing or do you prefer performing? I am an exhibitionist, so I love being seen. But as much as that is true, but I also I'm a human, so I get tired. Like even if like I love getting fisted and getting my pole wrecked and everything, but I get tired and I, there's a wave. So I, I, I would love to like one day I just want to, Find my predecessor, <laughs> hopefully Asian, as piggy as I am, and you know, like he's very willing to do many things, like I am. 
I would love to like get behind the camera, just stay in, stay behind the camera and just like keep filming. Then I have to change my website's name. I guess. Mm-hmm. How was the transition going from performing to producing? Um, honestly, I was not thinking about like just producing, but as I continue working, um, I actually learn to love editing videos and actually filming. I mean, filming part, not so much, but editing, I actually love it. So I, I don't know. I just releasing the video. I think it's hot and people actually like pay to, you know, watch it. And that, that's kind of gra- gratifying enough these days. Does that make sense? Sure. Do you ever feel isolated a little bit being over in Japan when a good percentage of the production is in Europe and the U.S.? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want beat more people to travel to Japan. I, I, I need them. Like we, like we all need them, uh, Japanese content creators. We all need them. Please come. We'll guide you. Please. <laughs> You'll give them a good tour of Tokyo, right? Oh, oh, oh yes. Yes, for sure. I wouldn't box. I would. Because he's a good Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for Yoshi Kawasaki? Just like I said, I would love to go to another country. Like, I will travel. I will still travel to Europe. Like, you still can't go to the States. But <laughs> I would love to go, go back to Europe and start living there and have my own production because you know like just like you said like models i wouldn't say abundant but like definitely more there's more models in europe than in japan who is more capable so i i would love to move to europe and also i want to make another more male pregnancy porn i want to give it like Give a birth to twins this time. Sounds it sounds like that could become your specialty. I I hope so. I hope so. I haven't seen many like good quality mpreg scenes. So now you got me curious to <laughs> curious to look. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm afraid of, Yoshi. That's a, that's what I'm afraid of again. You yeah. know, sixty five year old straight white male. Yeah, you know, I just got to be careful. Yeah, you know, at this age especially. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, my friend, I really appreciate your time. I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again soon. Thank you. I had a great time as well. Really, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Me too. My broker tip today is part six of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about eliminating unneeded expenses. Next, you can trademark your website. Having a trademark instantly protects your brand and makes your site more valuable for when it comes time to sell it. Trademarking your site will cost an average of about $1,500, but should be more than worth the investment when it comes time to sell. Show buyers ways you feel the site can make more money in the future. This includes showing them future plans you may have, traffic trends as well as sales trends. If things are growing and you can show them how to grow them more, they're likely to be willing to pay more for the site. Do something unique with your site. If you have competitors, figure a way to do it better. Be different in some distinguishable way that makes you better. 
Your members will notice and spend more money with you. Make your site a place that people want to visit, not just to buy things or view porn. Be creative, not just one of many. Keep thinking outside the box and make positive changes to your site. Think like a buyer when planning or updating your site. Don't think like a tech. Think like the consumer. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Michael Coral of SmartPay. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Yoshi Kawasaki. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.